There is no clock. There are no timesheets. There are no paychecks unless you make them happen. Get real with yourself. This will not grow by accident. You have to expect it to be nothing short of brutal and do not listen to the people that are like, oh, it'll be easy and it'll totally work out. And no, it won't. It absolutely will not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, what's going on? Hello. Hello. We have some questions to answer. What's happening, Amy? We have some questions, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. Okay. Alan, do you have to use the bathroom? I actually think I'm good. That's amazing. See? Look at <laughs> Not bad. It's a 1% improvement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> in what ways do you create check-ins to make sure your business is leveling up in all ways equally? That's, uh, that's a Jeff question right there. Uh, we have a spreadsheet. We have many spreadsheets. Um, I'll try to be quick on this. So, great question, whoever asked that. We have one spreadsheet that Kevin looks at every single day to track listens, both on YouTube and um, all audio platforms. We have one spreadsheet to track all business finances. In other words, money that came into the business and money that went out every single day. We also have a spreadsheet that tracks 12-month projections of our rolling year with all the clients. And um, we have what's called a client alignment score um, based on our core values of our business. And so the short answer is spreadsheets. If anyone, whoever asked that question, if anyone wants help in those arenas, we have a next level financial tracker that you can start with. We can send it to you. Um, and then on top of that too, you got to remember that success in business is a byproduct of our productivity. If Kevin and I are not productive, the business is going to slow down. And remember that I wrote this uh, to a client recently. Goal one, and I think I posted it on my story, Amy, so you probably saw this come through. Goal one, start, uh, stop the wrong trains. Okay, so if you have a business out there and you're doing habits that don't make a lot of sense or aren't a top leverage point, get rid of them. Just, just kill them with fire. Okay, goal two is start the right trains. So for example, tracking listens every day when you're a podcast is the right train. Keep that train rolling. Goal three is never lose momentum. And then goal four is see goals one, two, and three. So stop the wrong trains, start the right trains, never let those trains lose momentum. And the way to do that is to just improve consistently over time. Um, and so hopefully that answers the original question. But we, we track a lot of things. It's really important to figure out what's the most important thing for your business to track, start there, and let that grow um, from a solid foundation. Yeah, I second uh, numbers. Numbers is the, is the way for sure because it, takes an emotional thing and makes it logical and figure out what your, we just did an episode on key performance indicators. What are your, what's your one KPI? What's your few KPIs? I have, you know, I measure the amount of free calls I've done. I'm uh, podcast listens and social media reach and all that. So figure out what's the most important, start tracking it and then figure out what is the one, two, three, four or five things that add to this number. And then just keep doing that double down on that. Is there a way to bounce back after a bad first impression? 
Oh, Ooh. man, what a good question that is. I think so. I think so. Um, I would say be a vulnerable problem solver. Mm-hmm. Be, a, be a vulnerable problem solver. I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Oh, this is, this is a good one. Um, early on, I had a podcast client and something happened with her show and she was not happy. She was very, very angry, honestly. And she kind of yelled at me, which was not nice and I didn't enjoy it very much. But I sent a message back and I said, hey, that's on me. Totally apologize. A thousand percent uh, my bad. I will literally do whatever I can to make it up to you. Like that's on me. That's that's on me. I apologize for failing you. Um, you know, when we promise a certain thing and my, this client and I have been great ever since. So I think you have to admit the mistake. You have to take responsibility for whatever it may be and prove that you can do better. You know, they, they say you'll, you can only get, you only get one shot at a, a first impression. Yes. But a second impression can be pretty powerful if you clean up the first one. Well, I think people understand you're going to make mistakes. Strong work, Kev. Hey, I appreciate um, it. I just want to add to that real quick and then we'll move on to the next question. Um, in that scenario where that person got really mad at Kevin and therefore me as well, since it's our business. Um, and again, that's me taking responsibility too. We actually downloaded a certain software to make sure that never happens again. And now all of our other clients are benefiting from that original mistake. So the only way to own it, take responsibility for, for the part that is yours, if, if clients are just being terrible to you or customers, like you can fire customers and clients. We've done it. Um, matter of fact, we just did it again today, kind of. Um, but basically, you want to use that as an opportunity to improve. The feedback is always an opportunity to look at your blind spots. That was a major blind spot for us, for our clients. And we, we, shared, we shared that weakness up hmm. because that person highlighted it for us. What's the busi- the biggest mistake early on entrepreneurs make when they start their journey? Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, thinking that you're going to make money quickly. The biggest mistake entrepreneurs make in general, especially early on, is not playing the long game. You have to weather the storm. You have to. And you have to kind of be willing to, for lack of better phrasing, you got to eat humble pie all the time. And you have to, like, Kevin and I didn't make money for two years. I know that that's just, like, a fun thing to say, but, like, he couldn't buy Christmas presents for his girlfriend. And now when we're so successful and Top 100 show and hundreds of countries and hundreds of thousands of listeners, like, that all sounds great, but remember, Kevin couldn't buy Christmas presents for two years. See, people forget. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. So so the answer to that question is you you have to expect it to be nothing short of brutal and do not listen to the people that are like, oh, it'll be easy and it'll totally work out. And no, it won't. It absolutely will not. And the data shows that, by the way, if you look up any real statistics. Yeah, no, I second that. I second that. I told, uh, I told Alan today that this is the best Christmas I've had in a few years because we can actually, I can uh, get Taryn presents. So that's nice. Um, this is what I would say. And I see this all the time. I'll just throw up a couple of posts and the clients will come rolling. They'll come out of the woodwork like the Sam of the Capistrano. Mm-mm. Nope. No, 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 no. There is a reason uh, Apple, Coca-Cola, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Lululemon, Whole Foods, Airbnb spend millions of dollars in ads. And, you know, they've studied it for years and years and years. You're not just going to throw a post up and get a bunch of people to come out of the woodwork. It's not how it works. 
if anybody is teaching you that, there it's just it doesn't work that way. You have to have somebody to see your posts before you get clients. So, it, like Alan said, it's a long game. Focus on building the brand. Focus on building relationships. That's what it is. And this is part two. I shouldn't do anything for free. Every call I did in the beginning was for free. Same. Like because I need to hone my craft and I need to build a name for myself. Just because you're doing something for free doesn't mean you're undervaluing yourself. Sometimes it means you're being humble and trying to get a start. Like that's okay. That's okay. You're not going to make money right away like Alan said. I wish you did. I have an analogy I want to say real quick, Aim, before you go to the next one. Thank you, um, by the way, for um, for doing this. All right, so Kev, we, we talked about this briefly and it's kind of funny, but it's also true. The banjo minnow. Oh, the banjo minnow. Best oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Best ever. Okay, so this is going to be a good analogy for anyone listening. And remember, the, the point of the last question that I made was, was you have to play the long game. And you can't listen to people who aren't actually successful. They're just pretending to be and then pretending to teach you how they did it. When in reality, like 100 clients in 30 days, it's not real, especially for someone brand new. Okay, like the podcast producers that are like, I'll get you a top 100 show. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the banjo minnow when I was like 13 years old or something like that, I saw it on, on um, the TV. It's like an the infomercial. TV. What are you, the 90? <laughs> the, I saw yeah, it on the TV. <laughs> the, 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 the television back in the 90s. Um, and basically what they don't tell you Basically, this lure, it was in the water, and the fish just wanted it, right? And Kevin remembers the this banjo minnow. thing was moving. It thing was just was, like... Yeah, it was perfect. The fish oh, just the wanted best. it. Had and to I, have it. I had, had to, to have it. it. I grew up on a lake, and I did largemouth bass fishing for a long time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this banjo minnow, and the largemouth bass are just going to come like the salmon of the Capistrano. And it's, it, I caught one fish on it, and I used it for years. What they didn't tell you is they starved those fish... In those tanks, most likely, they did something to the banjo minnow that made them all want it, right? They probably starved the fish for three weeks and then put it in the tank and recorded it, right? And Amy just got very sad because she doesn't like starving fish. But my point is, is that a lot of people out there on TikTok and we know some of them. Guys, they bought their followers. They bought their listens. They bought their reviews. They bought their... It's it's absolute nonsense out there. Okay, Without me getting too off the off the rails, you have to be certain that the person actually built a real business. You have to be certain that the person has credibility. They have to know what they're talking about, right? Like, guys, I have a computer engineering degree from one of the top technical institutions on the planet. I got my MBA there, and then I've started multiple businesses, and I had a corporate career with hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I have more credibility than someone on TikTok saying self-discipline doesn't work. Right, you can't win like that. So just just be very very careful. Most of social media is not true. Alan gets super fired up when he talks about the banjo minnow. <laughs> it's true. It's a fact. I should never bought it. <laughs> I'm just mad at myself, really. I know. I understand. Yeah, it's funny. Throw it on mom's card. I got Mom, hoodwinked. Mom, yeah, we she need got this. very mad at me. I'm sure she, she got did. very mad at me. As yeah. she should. Yeah. What are we? What? What's next, Dame? We'll talk about the banjo minnow. I, Look, real quick, there was this thing where you put fries in it and you put it in the microwave and it fried them. Didn't work either, believe it or not. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That's what most of the business tips on TikTok are. It seems like that, yeah. Yeah. What is up, you guys? My name is Gabby and I just want to give a huge shout out to Kevin and Alan for the community that they have created and the mission that they are on over at Next Level University. 
Never in a million years did I think when I started listening to the Hyperconscious podcast two years ago that I would be as invested as I am today. But here we are two years later, I have done group coaching. I truly look forward to every single episode they drop, all of the things that they're teaching. And I am now doing one-on-one coaching with Alan to help level up in my business. And all I got to say about these guys across the board is they're true, genuine souls. They mean it when they say they are heart-driven and they mean it when they say they are no BS. And I think that's probably my favorite part about them. They get rid of the fluff. They give you tactical tips and tricks to help you level up in your life, to help you make strides towards your goals. And they've created a community of like-minded people to lean on each other at every single stage of life. So guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the impact that you have made in my life. And I am so very excited to see the impact and the waves that you make from here on out. Go ahead, Abe. What is your plan for scaling up ability to impact more and more? Jeff, our plan, our current plan to scaling up ability and impact more people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the primary focus is growing the podcast. And the best way I can answer this question is we have a, so Crystal is the director of marketing and online branding. And we have a online marketing and branding score that is, for lack of better phrasing, the amalgamation of every marketing channel that we believe matters. Uh, Next Level Nation would be a good example of, uh, so at, at NLU, we're big on the community. Like we want to build a community of next level people who all want to get to the next level because that's what we always wish we had. Um, again, growing up without fathers, not having male role models, not having self-improvement around us. Like that's, we want to build a community of where everyone doesn't feel shamed and guilted for being into self-improvement. And so this online marketing and branding score is, is an amalgamation of all the different channels. So, so we rate from zero to 10 every single week. Uh, Kevin and I, this week, we have a, a call with Crystal, us three are going to look at this score and we're going to rate ourselves in every channel from zero to 10. So the, the long form answer is that the short form answer is we're going to basically keep on getting better in every area that matters as consistently and sustainably as possible. Um, one small example of that is now Amy, thankfully you're basically taking the weekly blog that Sarah creates from one of our episodes and she's putting it on my LinkedIn and then she's putting it on my medium account because those are extra people that we could add value to that might end up wanting to be listeners. This podcast is really valuable. It's designed around the idea of getting 1% better every single day. I was in uh, a restaurant not long ago with a young kid, and it's like, I was like, hey, do you listen to podcasts? He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you into self-improvement? He's like, yeah. I'm like, this podcast would be perfect for you. I pull up my QR code. Just because we don't have, you know, 50 million listeners doesn't mean that 50 million people wouldn't want to use the show if they knew it existed. And so how are we going to impact more people? We're going to innovate the product and services more. We're going to market them better, sell them better, and um, use that money to reinvest back in the business into team, equipment, things like that. Um, And we're going to let that continue to snowball like it already has. And continue reinvesting into ourselves. The better we become at teaching, the better we become at speaking, the better we become at communicating, everything else will proliferate from that also. I'm not going to talk anything else because... That's Alan's department. How are you able to determine what people's skill sets are as a, are to effectively work together as a leader, as a team? Um, everyone has a genius zone. And how do you determine that? 
you have to study them. Um, Amy's a great example of this. So Amy's a great assistant for a couple of reasons. And um, one of them is she's very organized. So like, for example, she doesn't have a ton of extraneous things um, all over the place. She's organized. She's warm and loving. She's really good with people. And she more, most importantly loves to connect with other people. Like Amy, you love connection more than almost anyone I've ever met. Like you love connecting with human beings. And so she's in a great position to connect with a lot of people. Whereas I love spreadsheets and I love being behind the scenes and I love coaching, right? So you, you have to understand how to study your team and how to put them in a position to succeed. So Jen right now, for example, I think she adores being in person more than virtual and I bet you she would second that. And she has hosted live events in the past. And she, I can already tell she's more drawn to Next Level Live and to, to being the event coordinator of Next Level Live than some of the previous roles she's been in. So you have to observe your team and see what they're naturally drawn to and then try to set your systems and your business up to where they're in their genius zone because what's best for them is what's best for your business um, as long as you can make it aligned. I'd say find a tool because I think Alan's really good at that. And I think it's probably harder for people, particularly that are new to leadership, find a tool, whether it's like a disc assessment or any of those things that tell you something about human beings, it might help you and give you some cheat codes of like, well, this person is this, this person isn't that. I think that would be a a good thing. And then to simplify, and this is a blanket statement, so don't, you know, don't take this as gospel, but emotionally driven people tend to connect better with human beings. Logical people tend to do better with numbers. And that's, again, a very blanket statement, but it does give you a good place to start at least. And everybody's one or the, um, anyone can be both of those, but one of them is a natural inclination. So Alessandro and Amy, um, Amy is obviously more connection and love driven. Alessandro is obviously more numbers driven. That's why Alessandro is the chief operating officer and Amy is my executive assistant because one of them is much more numbers and one of them is much more love and connection. So you just have to understand that while we can all be both, there's no reason you can't be love and connection, um, good at love and connection and good with numbers, but usually it's left or right brain and um, right brain people tend to be more creative, warm, loving. Um, and then left brain people tend to be more mathematical, structured and strategy. And it doesn't mean you can't be both and dance between those two, but you want to put someone in a position that's their natural inclination. My natural inclination is very clearly the numbers. Oh, yeah. All right, 30-second, lightning round. Last one. How do you stay disciplined as an entrepreneur? Oh, my goodness gracious. This is this is it. This is it. This is the one. Understand that if you're not, you will fail, and your business will burn to the ground, and you'll have to tell everybody why your business failed. Yes, you get freedoms as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, but you actually have to be way more strict and stringent than anybody else who goes to a nine to five. Because like Alan said, there is no clock. There are no timesheets. There are no paychecks unless you make them happen. Get real with yourself. This will not grow by accident. And if it doesn't grow, it's on you. If it does grow, you can pat yourself on the back, but you have to be extremely real with yourself and have a level of self-awareness that if this all crashes and burns to the ground you're going to have to go work for somebody else. And if you started a business because you don't want to, that is motivation. I had a mentor one time say, Alan, if I gave you a million dollars, what could you turn that into in five years? My answer was 50 million. But I didn't want the money. But here's my point. He said, there's no shortage of capital. There's only a shortage of entrepreneurs. 
See, these investors on Shark Tank and stuff like that, they're looking for the individuals. They're looking for the individuals that they know will win because of their tenacity, because of their commitment, because of their self-discipline. If you have been going to a 9-to-5 for a long time, you most likely haven't developed that much self-discipline. And I was guilty of that too. At my 9-to-5 jobs, it was you if you don't show up, you get fired. See, that's not developing self-discipline. Because now when you're your own boss, no one's going to fire you. Who says I can't get up at 9.30? Who says I can't get up at 10.30? Who says I can't sleep in? No one, right? No one's there to police that. And so you have to understand that. And you have to understand that it's your character is the ultimate bottleneck to the success of your business. That's what I believe through and through in the long run. I mean, a lot of people can have spurts and stops. And a lot of people like the Banjo Minnow can can hoodwink people for some time. Um, but I don't think that's a game anyone wants to play. And at the end of the day, it's not fulfilling either. So um, super important to focus on your own self-discipline and build it incrementally over time. That's my answer. Build it incrementally over time. I'm going to try to find a Banjo Minnow, and I'm going to put it up right here on the wall. Banjo Minnow. <laughs> Next don't. Level Nation, uh, again, we are grateful for each and every one of you. Heart-driven, but no BS. I know Alan and I went pretty hard tonight for Week 88, but we want to make sure that we're telling the truth, and sometimes we come off as very passionate about that, and I think that's one of my favorite things about us. As you can see right below Amy... Group number five of Next Level University group coaching starts January 4th. If you want January and 2022 to be the best year of your life, you have to change what you're doing, who you're spending time with, and what you are absorbing. So join us. We would love to help you get to your next level. If Kevin and I had the chance to coach us five years ago, trust me, we would have accelerated the process of growth and the process of success much quicker. Now, you're not going to succeed overnight, but we can help you accelerate the learning curve down so it takes less time, for sure. One of our clients literally has nine times the amount of listens that we had in our first year. Mm -hmm. So she's nine times more successful than we were in our first year, and I told Kevin why. She has us in her corner. Okay, if we had us in our corner, we would have accelerated this. You do not have to learn everything through failure. You'll have to learn some things through failure, but we can teach you some things in advance. You don't have to get hit by a car to know to look both ways before you cross the street. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Thank you, Amy. Please reach out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.